0: damn it baseball why you gotta be like this mlb lockout is officially here we're going to talk about it kelly eco joins me in hour number one to talk the hottest team in the nba the unstoppable houston rockets let's go December 2nd, 2021, and this is episode number 377. Barry on Deck, is always, Barry on Deck, brought to you by the AP Law Group. If you've been injured in an accident, don't be silly, don't be a dummy. Call the AP Law Group, 713-913-GO-AP, or log into APLawGroup.com, whether it's an accident, wrongful death, whatever it is, get those guys on your side. Gilbert and Arsha do a great job, they're going to take care of you. Hey, welcome to the program. We have much to discuss. MLB's got us uh, in our fields, I guess you could say. What up, Noakes? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, lots to get to. Still very sportsy, you know what I'm saying? like Usually Wednesday, Thursday, there's like this lull in the week because you come off the weekends with Monday and Tuesday's Monday Night Football and... Usually on a Wednesday and then into Thursday, there's a little bit of a lull, but not so much. There's a ton going on. You got MLB lockout, the Rockets are the hottest team in basketball. Okay, maybe not. Uh, All kinds of stuff going on. So we're going to get to all of it, I promise you. Uh, A couple of show things to discuss before we get into it. Uh, Once again, should be live on Facebook. Facebook Facebook.com forward slash Barry on deck. I'm trying to check and make sure that that is the case. All my Facebookers out there, all one of you, Chris Reyes. I know Eric and some of you guys drop out, but I think Chris likes uh, being live on Facebook more. Yep, looks like we're live over there, so that's good. Uh, I got a bit of good news as well, if you are a live stream audio kind of guy or gal. Last night, um, I figured out how to fix the pod bean. I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. What? Uh, hold on. Sports talk. Okay. And so because of that, I uh Okay. I'm confused right now. We're going to try it today. So if you got the Podbean app, sorry, I was trying to get that done. I was going to I usually would have done that before the show starts. But then you guys would be like, "It's 2:10." What the fuck? Listen. What up, Perry? Appreciate you being here. Um, so we're gonna go live on Podbean, and uh, let's just see if it works today. I'm just saying this is there's no guarantees, but if you're a Podbeaner and you like listening on the Podbeans, uh, then we're going live right now over there. No co-host necessary. Uh, no call-ins available let's go we're're we're, we're, we're three two we are we are now we are now live over on podbean so if you want to go check it out and listen to the audio there you go I right, it should it should be working now so they say that's what they tell me so go check it out all right hey welcome to the program let's get to it uh we've got a lot to do uh one other cleaning no uh, house cleaning note uh we're on to the streamathon okay the Barry on deck was uh, roast was was fine. The the roast of my face was fantastic, but we're on to the streamathon. All right, it's coming up, it's coming up. <laughs> heartthrob throb, Heart throb. Thank you, buddy. I thought that I Barry, your macaroni is disgusting. Can't be true, can't be true, because I use Velveeta shells and cheese, baby. Can't be true. Did Barry just call us beaners? No, I. Okay. That's That's probably not a good That's probably not a good nickname uh for for the Podbean listeners. We got a couple over there now. Katie is over there, Eric Resendez, and truck driver Pookie all over there uh, on the Podbean app. So let me know how it goes. Let me know if you can hear the system sounds like when I play the video and all that stuff. I'd be curious to see if all that stuff comes through. Uh, Because I think I have it resolved. All right, let's get to the show. Let's start our show like we always do with the greatest deckhead in the history of the world, at least for the next two hours. And it is none other than Shelby. Right back on top. You can't hold a good woman down. And Shelby is a damn good woman. She was the first in the chat, first super chat, first like, first in your hearts, number one in your dial, all those things. So she's the greatest deckhead in the history of the world. For the next two hours. And then it's back to regular-ass Shelby. Well, yeah, because hour number three doesn't count. It is a three-hour Thursday. Don't forget that as well. Uh, it is a three-hour Thursday. So if you are a member of the Patreon, I saw a couple of people have their cards got declined. So you might not get the link. You better check and make sure you're up to date. A couple of you canceled, and that's okay. I don't hold it against you. Sometimes you just don't like me anymore. I get it. Um. So, so if you are a member of the Patreon, now I'm going to tell you, if I see anybody in the third third hour and you've either been declined or you canceled and your access was supposed to go away on December one, you might get you might get booted. All right. That's for the Patreon, current Patreon members only. And I've got a I'm gonna do something today. Uh what we're gonna do in the third hour. So I bought this laser thing. Like Nora wanted stuff for removing her arm hair and stuff. I'm gonna try it on my Widow's Peak. I haven't used it yet, but I thought what we would do. Is uh, we'll try it live on the air. There you go. Yeah, or your rolls go away. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Donna. I don't know. Uh, you're good now, though, right, sweetie? I hope so. Because that was weird. Uh, that was just weird. Patreon sometimes screws it up between that and the Discord. It gets kind of funky. So uh let's get to the rest of the chat though i gotta acknowledge everybody that showed up including shelby for being here first uzi was second so close gregory vega jr said happy thursday y'all what's up man good to see you uh he's already needing a drink i need one too uh for being honest what's up eric Resendez and fidel ajb my sweet sweet donna is here uh who else is in the build Uriel villanueva keith sager joe pro Mata. oh Mata. You don't ever forget shit. He's like, you owe us like two, three-hour shows and a, and a, and a Saturday show, and, a, and a, I'm trying to work you to death and kill you. Uh, <laughs> who else? Hey, Matt Poche. what's up, dude? John Dory, my guy. Dude, I love that picture. I love that picture. That's so outstanding. Uh, truck driver Pookie, what's up, man? Good to see you over there as well. Crystal, what's up, girl? The score is 34-2 to at halftime. Is there a mercy rule in basketball? Oh, Jesus. That's awful. Walt, what's up? No, I got you already. Uh, Philip Barnard. What up, dude? Jen. How, good to see you, sweetie. Hey, Zeus. What's up, man? Hey, Zeus said long time. No catching live show. T- and today is the exception. See you guys later. Drop a like. Hey, buddy. Appreciate you being here. Hey, Zeus. Thank you for the like. Much appreciated. Rudolph with the message of the century. Social uh, sanitize, wash hands, social distance. Back the fuck up. Uh, Christopher Reyes and penguin katie is here and let's see who else did we get everybody cherry what's up girl perry and cherry right back to back i like that there goes cherry there goes perry brian what's up bzh incarnate is here uh who else joe bro amateur laser operator what could go wrong Mm. bro you're gonna fuck up a perfect hairline no my hairline is not perfect i got that widow's peak dude we're gonna we're gonna get it we're gonna get it done we're gonna do that in the third hour that's gonna be a good time had by all so stick around for me burning my forehead uh, more money less games yeah good job Matt that's exactly what they're saying so uh oh major XFL news today bro what is it Noakes Noakes covers the XFL what's up Alan? how dare you be late to this show uh, all right over on Podbean I've got. <laughs> Truck driver Pookie, Eric Rosendez, and KD, and Chris Reyes. So four, we got three people over there. Roger that. Good job, guys. And I don't know if Facebook, we probably don't have anybody watching, and that's okay. It's We're all over the place. My buddy uh, Jesse Payton said he watched. My buddy Jesse Payton said he watched. So he said he liked it, uh, which was nice. Uh, all right, let's go. Tweet the show out. Let's get into it, folks. We got a lot of shit to get to. All right, your headlines of the day. Oh, that transition worked. I'm so excited about that. By the way, could you guys hear on the Podbean? Did you hear the little papers going by? Did you hear it? I'm trying to see if that worked. What's up, Jen over on Podbean and Keith Sager over on Podbean? I was seeing if you heard the intro to the headlines. So if you did, great. Uh, Justin Reed expected to play for the Texans on Sunday versus the Colts. I guess he's out of the doghouse with David Culley. Or whatever he did. Uh, Antonio Brown expected to miss two more weeks at least with an ankle injury. So, uh, Bucks. I mean, look, they still got plenty of stuff over there. Was it lawn talk? No, that wasn't lawn talk. Nah, Notre Dame's, or excuse me, Red Sox send uh, Hunter Renfro to Milwaukee. And get back Jackie Bradley Jr. Hunter Renfro kind of exploded uh, this year. Not in like like actually exploded, but statistically, went off. So provides a little more pop to the to the Brewers lineup. Jackie Bradley Jr. going back home. I think some of the key in this too is the Red Sox obviously getting Jackie Bradley Jr. back for them is cool, but also they got a couple of prospects in the deal. And I think you're looking at the Red Sox trying to actually do some things and build up or a, a rebuild a farm system as well. So they needed to. Uh, but Jackie Bradley Jr. going back home to uh, Boston. Notre Dame's Marcus Freeman, who is their defensive coordinator, is said to be the leading candidate to be the next head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I have also heard Fickle's name being thrown around in Cincinnati. I think those are your two leading candidates. The crazy thing is, is that Marcus Freeman was Fickle's uh, defensive coordinator in Cincinnati before he went to Notre Dame. So, look for the, one of those two guys to end up being the actual uh the actual. Let me put this over here. This is much easier. The actual uh, fi- and final head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and uh, lastly, college football playoff board was unable to decide on expansion. You know, they've been talking about should we go to six teams or eight teams or twelve teams or what should it be? They're going to resume talks in January. That's going to happen. We just don't know when. But I, it's. I mean, look. It's it to me. It's uh. It's a, it's a foregone conclusion. It's more games. It's more money. They want this. Trust me. Now, got the headlines out of the way. Anything else going on in the world of sports? Joe Pros out here uh, drinking and operating heavy machinery. Oh, here we go from Noakes. Timeline and countdown released. Official kickoff date of 2 18 2023 for the XFL. I dig it. No, cause you think they're gonna be competing with, um, with uh, the USFL. You think that that's uh, I, don't sound, I think some people think those two t- should just merge, but I think what they need to do is both build a good product and then maybe merge. If you, you're not gonna compete with the NFL, obviously. Um, but we'll see. But that is good news. XFL gonna re kick off, I guess, in 2023. <laughs> so pretty cool. I thought that was the intro for lawn talk. What? No, that's the head look. That's the papers on the press. Lawn talk is this. Lawn talk is right here. This is lawn talk. Can you guys not tell the difference? Can you guys not tell the difference? Huh? Huh? Just shit together, people. How do you not tell the difference between the two? It's so super easy. Uh, I guess I should have my own... Hey, shush. What are you doing over here? What the? Uh, shut up. Okay. Well, live chat. There we go. Are you uh, lonely over here, Mr. 1% Donna? <laughs> okay, so everybody's on Facebook. Cool. What up, Jeff Bell? Good to see you over there. Although the chat messages aren't freaking coming through again. That really is disappointing to me. I hate this stupid technology so stupid much. Oh, there we go. That's why. Okay. On. Nothing. Go fuck yourself Facebook. I hate your dumb stupid dumb face. Oh log into Facebook. I'm logged into Facebook. Oh my God I hate you so much. I don't have time for this shit. During a live show. Okay. Now I've got to re-log into Facebook. not going to happen. Alright so. We're just leave it at that. Uh, But yeah I see the pod being. uh, You guys are cutting it up over there. Okay. Uh, But let me know if the. Uh. They're not close, Keith. Shut up. They're not they're not close. I wish I could feed the podbean into one thing. All right, let's do this. Let's talk some uh Major League Baseball and the lockout and what's going on. Um quite simply, we've seen this before. This is nothing new from either of these two parties. The uh Major League Baseball Players Association is greedy. The owners are greedy. Both sides are greedy Both sides want to maximize Both sides, here's the thing The only people that are going to lose At the end of the day in all of this Are us, the baseball fans Okay, make no mistake about it You can read all of the things That you want to read Uh, What's up, G-Man? Bro, long time no see, good to have you here, man (laughs) Shelby's like, don't you die on me, Joe Pro Don't you die on me (gasps) No! clear Um, Chris Davis said, hi from Podbean. Also, MLB sucks. No, but here's the thing. I don't want you guys blaming MLB. I don't want you blaming the players. I want you blaming both of them because they're both at fault here. This is nothing more than a power struggle and two greedy sides fighting it out over who's going to get the most amount of money. And the only people that are going to suffer in the long run are the fans because no matter what, no matter what, Prices are going to go up, and so tickets are going to go up. Uh, everything is going to go up across the board so that these people can continue to be as greedy as they are. So the MLB commissioner will tell you that this is the player's fault, and the players will tell you that it's the commissioner's fault and the owners. They're going to tell you that, well, we tried to be, you know, uh, uh, operate in good faith. We've tried to uh, negotiate in good faith. And then what they'll do, what they'll do is they're going to spin it back to, we think the following items are the best for the game. Oh, fuck you. No, you don't. It's the best for your pocketbook. Guys, if you think for one second, one single solitary second, that any of these players, or specifically the players' union, Or the owners give a single shit about making the game better. The only care the only thing they care about making is money. Period. So when I have to read all of these things and talk about it, it's it makes me vomit. It's fucking gross. And it's aggravating. So fuck you, baseball, and fuck you players. I I don't understand why these two sides have to be so goddamn greedy. How much is too much? They're never going to get enough. They talk about ah well look let's just first of all let's read Rob Manfred's uh, part of his statement and his uh, 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 letter to fans, which is nauseating. We already have teams in small markets that struggle to compete. Really, really. Do you, Rob? Because I feel like the A's have been pretty competitive. I feel like the Rays have been pretty competitive. Boy, the Giants were really good. Uh, KC went to a World Series in 2015. The Nationals won a World Series also, and they wouldn't be considered a major... Oh, shut up! Don't give me no more of this small market team bullshit, okay? We're we're only making hundreds of millions, not hundreds and hundreds of millions. I don't want to hear this shit anymore about small markets. I'm so sick of hearing that shit. It's a ridiculous, bullshit, lame-ass argument. Well, we can't compete with the Yankees. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How many World Series have the Yankees won? How many World Series have the... Based on all the money they've spent and the angels and the Cubs and the Red Sox and the Astros and all these teams that are well, the Astros. I, money is an excuse at this point in baseball. Money is an excuse. You look at the Rays, you look at the A's. Those are two teams that show you how to do this. The Cardinals. I mean, come on. The, the Brewers aren't a big market team. They've been competitive as hell. It's an excuse. It's a lame-ass excuse. Justice Weber said they just need to implement a salary cap already and stop being ridiculous. That's not going to help. The players are never going to allow a salary cap. They don't want a salary cap because it's going to limit what overall the player pool can make. They, they're fighting for a salary minimum. They want to raise the minimum. They don't want a cap. They want more money. A cap to the players, a cap only means that the owners win. It's more money in the owner's pocket. Well, I know I only have to spend this much. So if I only have to spend $300 million a year, and that's the cap. Sorry, can't pay anybody any, any more money. Sorry about that. This is a cash grab all the way around. So he goes on to say, shortening the period of time that they can control players makes it even harder for them to compete. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. And what he's talking about here is when he says, small market teams, the way that they're able to compete is they get a good young player and they have team control for five years because he's got to go through arbitration every single year before he can become an unrestricted free agent and they lose him to the highest bidder. So that's Rob Manfred's argument is that, but having that team control and arbitration, well, that just gives us better players for longer. No, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. What it gives you is good players for little money. That's the catch here. That's the trick. Young players get screwed. And then as the 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 80% of the league isn't making 80% of the league is making 20% of the money and 20% of the league is making 80% of the money and the fact of the matter is the owners are getting rich the players are getting rich nobody's losing so all of this bullshit is nothing but posturing on both sides Uh, it says it's also bad for fans in those markets. The most negative reaction we have is when a player leaves via free agency. We don't see that making it earlier available easier. We don't see that as a positive bullshit. Fans aren't fucking stupid, Rob. Fans aren't stupid. You're making excuses. Oh, the most negative thing we see is when fans leave. Bullshit. Bullshit. Because if the Yankees get Carlos Correa, guess what? That's a huge positive to the Yankees. You think people in LA are like, oh man, they don't give a shit. If they're not getting Correa, yeah, they're mad. If the Astros lose Correa, yeah, they're mad. You think the Rays give a shit? Do you think the Brewers give a shit that Carlos Correa went from the Astros to the Yankees? No. No, that is an excuse. Think about this for one second. Think about this. Max Scherzer went from Washington to the Dodgers, and then where did he sign? Uh, 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 where, did, where did Max sign? I forget where he signed now. Are you guys upset? Are you guys upset that Max Scherzer became a free agent and went somewhere else? No! We look forward to free agency. Look at all the money being spent. This guy went here. This guy went there. It's not negative. It's a whole media cycle. This is a goddamn excuse. Well, free agency is ruining baseball. No, it's not. It it makes you relevant in the offseason, you dumbass. So that was Rob Manfred's bullshit quote. Well, one of them. His whole letter was just full of bullshit. That's right, Justin. Thank you. The Mets. Yeah, I'm sure Mets fans are just so negative about getting Max Scherzer. Oh, they're just pissed. Oh, I'm sure Angels fans are just distraught over Jacob DeGrom becoming an angel. And boy, don't you know Royals fans are mad about both. No one gives a shit. (laughs) Walt said fans are pretty dumb. See Total Dallas. Most fans know that this is the game. Rob Manfred's out here trying to act like we just learned what free agency is. What? You mean people get to choose where they work? (gasps) This is so negative. We're not idiots. We see free agency in every single sport that we pay to watch. We're not stupid. Just angers me. So here was the Major League Baseball Players Association's statement. Major League Baseball has announced a lockout of players shutting down our industry. This shutdown is a dramatic measure. Regardless of the timing, it is not required by law or for any other reason. It was the owner's choice. Plain and simple. Specifically calculated to pressure players. I don't know why they capitalized players into relinquishing rights and benefits and abandoning good faith bargaining proposals that will benefit not just players, but the game and the industry as a whole. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. The players union is the most powerful union in sports and everything they do is driven by the dollar. Everything they do is driven by the dollar. So to sit there and say that uh, this, They tried to negotiate in good faith that would benefit not just the players, but the game and the industry. I'm sorry. Sorry, players. No one gives a shit. We know you're not negotiating to benefit the game. You want to benefit the game? Lower the fucking ticket prices, which means you got to take less money, which means the owners have to make less money. Nobody's doing that. So unless you're planning on doing that, all this bullshit, pitch clock, speed up the game, service time, no one gives a fuck about that. Fans don't really give a shit about service time. Die hard, nerdy baseball fans care about service time. When you when guys like me, dorks, nerds, and idiots like me, that are like, well, you know, he's got two more years of arbitration, which boy, I hope they get a good number from Because I mean, statistically, he's probably gonna make a little more money than he did before, but maybe if they treat him well, he'll whatever decide. He but most people, most cash that just watch, don't give a fuck that Alex Bregman had two years left of service time when he renegotiated with the Astros. They don't give a shit. You guys are so full of yourselves, players. So full of yourselves. So they go into to add, these tactics are not new. We've been here before. And players have risen to the occasion time and time again. Your salaries rose guided by a solidarity that has been forged over generations of being unnegotiating assholes. We will do so again. It's going to be a long winter. I'm just translating for you here. We remain determined to return to the field under the terms of a negotiated collecting of bargaining agreement that is fair to all parties and makes us more money than we made in the last CBA. Also, it provides fans with blah, blah, blah. We don't really give a shit about that last part. We don't mean it but provides pan- fans with the best version of the game we love. What does you making more money have to do with providing the best version of the game that we love? That's the thing I don't understand about this. What, what if Jim Crane is making an extra hundred million a year and Justin is making an extra 20 million a year or, or, or you know, two years or who gives a fuck? What does that have to do with baseball on the field? Nothing. Nothing. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you got minor leaguers over here eating fucking peanut butter sandwiches, traveling on Greyhounds next to crackhead and meth dealers, fucking living out of suitcases and squalor 15 to a hotel room. But we want to do what's best for baseball. No, you don't. No, you don't. I tried not to cuss a lot during that rant. Um, I I hope I didn't cuss too much. I kind of blacked out there for a second. What's up, the J Rizzle? Thanks for being here, man. What's gonna suck? Is that who is Jay Rizzle? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Uh, I don't, I don't, is that is that a a new deckhead or is that uh is that like Justin? Uh, when are they going to kill me with the ticket? Pro- uh, when are they are going to kill me with the ticket prices and food in the stadiums? This is going to make people think about that stuff. That's true, Eric. That's very true. Eric said, I love baseball, but this makes me think maybe I shouldn't spend three and a half hours watching a game. That's my whole, you guys, Eric is a huge baseball fan. He knows his shit. He knows baseball. He loves baseball. I love baseball. And when you see shit like this, It's disgusting. No fan looks at one side or the other and goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no smart, self-respecting fan. We look at this and go, fuck that side and fuck that side. Excuse my language. It's pretty disgusting. It's, it's pretty bad. So um, there's your, there's your, and we talked yesterday about the sticking points, some of these things the the some of the things that were on the table uh let me see I, I think i have that slide still saved somewhere just in case you needed a refresher headlines roast good deeds nope that's not it mlb lockout there we go so this was what's on the table some of the things that they're that they're negotiating just in case just so you have the full picture here uh Average player salary decreasing, service time manipulation, tanking, more money for younger players, NBA-style draft lottery, expanded playoffs, and a lot of that stuff is coming from the players. But a lot of that stuff the owners are fighting because it means less money in their pocket. So uh, Jay Rizzle over there on the uh, Podbean said, Just somebody that's been listening to the show for a while and finally got to catch it live, like, what you do, man. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, Jay Rizzle. Much love, homie. See, I'm glad I fired up the pod bean. Got somebody in here uh, uh, able to catch it live. So that's a good thing. <sighs> Smart people, not Clarence. Boy, Chad is feisty as shit today. What's up, Jose? Uh, conversational blackouts are good. Let me know when you're invested in your thoughts. Rock on. Oh, let's me know. Yeah, thanks, Jose. I appreciate that. I uh, Baseball's so full of shit. So I I, I want you guys to know that all of this is smoke and mirrors because both sides are just trying to line their pockets. So I won't belabor the point here, no pun intended. But there's your there's your update on the MLB lockout. Now, one other report that came out um, from Major League Baseball, well, I don't know who did the report, but there was a big story that came out that baseball used two different types of baseballs last year. One weighed more than the other, didn't bother to tell anybody. It's a pretty big deal, folks. You're basically manipulating the game. You remember, you remember Deflate Gate. You remember how big of a deal that was because Tom Brady had a little less air in the ball, able to get a little better grip on it, and able to hold. You don't think different weighted balls is going to make a difference? Um. It says back in 2018, Major League Baseball purchased Rawlings, the manufacturer of the baseball used in today's game. So now they make their own baseballs. All right. Let me pull up the. I'm going to pull up this article for you. Let's see. Resize scene here. Boom. Uh, Zoom out. There we go. Uh, So this was the whole story there, but it says uh, a physicist who specializes in sports dissected and measured a number of baseballs during the 2021 MLB season. Willis. Wills found some of the balls had lighter cores, which MLB promised to use during 2021 season to curb offense. Others were heavier and had the same properties as balls used in previous seasons when the league's home run rate exploded. Uh, Here's a quote, you know, send a bouncer baseball, uh, you know, send a bouncier baseball, lighter baseball, whichever flies more to a primetime series. Then uh, he suggested send more dead balls to Texas versus Seattle or, you know, Detroit versus Kansas City. No one's going to bat an eye. I don't know. I'm just telling you, if this is happening, then um, it is manipulating the game. It is changing the rules. And then, uh, this is pretty funny, but uh, Pete Alonso, tell me, uh, Podbean, tell me if you can hear this when I play it. Hold on here. Let play the system audio. Are you guys hearing that? I don't think you guys are hearing that. Nope, not hearing it. So somebody asked Pete Alonzo, is baseball manipulating the game? And he said, yes, it's a fact. Okay, yeah, it's the whole. Don't worry, Podbean. I know you guys didn't hear that. Um okay. He basically just said, yeah, it's a fact. Players know baseball, Major League Baseball has been manipulating the game. And then this comes out where we now zoom out. Now we find out that they're using different weighted balls. So, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but when you hear players say that nonchalantly, kind of like they said, "Oh yeah, the Astros cheated. We know everybody in baseball knows the Astros cheated." Everybody in baseball knows about nine other teams at least are cheating in that in in a similar manner, too. It's very nonchalant because it's just what you deal with as a player. So when you hear Pete Alonso nonchalantly go, oh yeah, we know baseball is manipulating the game. And then an article like this comes out, you go, hmm. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but damn. It's a little shocking. All right, that's definitely enough baseball. I am baseballed out. Supposed to be joined by Kelly Eco uh, here in a couple of minutes to talk Uh, NBA and Rockets. So hopefully Kelly will uh, join me here. I'm going to check my text to make sure. Can I join at 3 or too late? No, that's good. So Kelly's going to be here around 3 o'clock. So we'll try to get to a break at 2.55 so we can get Kelly Eco in here. Talk about the Rockets and their four-game win streak. Watched the game last night. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about... Uh, NBA, I have the power rankings. We can go over that as well. Let's talk a little Texans. Um, I wanted to so there's there's a two part story here for the Texans, and in this case, what I wanted to do was now you, those of you on the pod being if you aren't watching, you're you're gonna miss some of this, but I'll try to I'll try to catch you up as best I can. But um, the Texans zoom out. So, the Texans tweeted out, bringing the Battle Red custom wallpapers back. So, you could get a Battle Red custom wallpaper for your phone. Uh, Which, you know, you can get a Barry on Deck custom wallpaper for your phone, too. What? And then then you can also get, that's the lock screen wallpaper. And then there's also just the, the regular ass wallpaper. What? but the Texans have a battle red and what they offered was, Hey, we're bringing back the battle red custom wallpaper. So drop your name and number and we'll make it for you. Hey. Okay. Um, so I'm expecting to see a lot of, you know, Texans fans start tweeting it out. Oh no. So the first the first reply was John DeVila. First name Fire, last name Jack Easterby. Number 1, as in this should be the number 1 priority. Thanks. <laughs> I love this so much. Why didn't I like that sooner? Uh for anyone who wants it Fire Easterby 666. <laughs> Guys, this went really bad really quickly for the Texans. Uh Bobby Beats, oh fuck Robert, I'm so embarrassed for you. Sell the team now, number one, Debbie the Texans foul. Oh, get a life, Debbie. Fire Easterby three sixteen. Toro number one, please vomit. Uh, sell the team number twenty two. So sell the team in twenty twenty two. Uh, sell the team number sixty nine. This is this is just hilarious. Y'all got any more of that culture? <laughs> sell the team number twenty two. Figgy fig. 6'10 once in. Well, I guess I'm not cool enough for one. <laughs> Sorry, Figgy Fig. Uh, Watt, 99. Fire, Easterby, number one. Hopkins, number two. Guys, this, <laughs> this did not go well at all for the Houston Texans. Like, oh, my God. People didn't give a shit. They finally got one. They finally got somebody that was serious. Lauren Walker it was like, L-dub, number six. They're like, oh, thank God. One person that took this shit seriously looks like I got you, fam. Fire Easterby. This is so great. Sauce to Jimmy didn't get one. Coronel 917 didn't get one. This is so funny. Oh, my God. I mean, they just their own Twitter. Where are you at? CC. Where are you at? Oh, you're in. Uh, are you in uh, New Orleans? Oh, you traveled right for the for the for the Cowboys game. I think CC did travel for the Cowboys game, guys. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that correct, CC? CC, I think went to New Orleans. Chris D said on Podbean that this text and social media is probably getting chewed out. Why though? Like it's not their fault that the fans are sick of their shit. How is that their fault? Somebody was even making one. I saw one. I wanted to show you. One guy was like, "I got you, fam." Uh, he made his own. Hold on, where is it? Why is this? Why am I ha- ball god? Why am I having to watch or do show more replies? This is ridiculous. Somebody wanted Rico Suave eighteen Garcia. Like where there was one where somebody was like, "I got you, fam," and he made it himself. Uh, I can't find it. Um let's see. Uh oh, look at Incarnate says easy good luck this week. Okay, I was trying to find the one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, I can't find it anymore. But that didn't go well for the Texans. And then and then Yeah, we got time for this. And then there was this. So, Battle Red blog. Pull this up here. So, Battle Red blog did a post. And it said, why you should trust Jack Easterby. Answer, you shouldn't. Uh, First of all, I didn't realize his head was shaped like that. He's got a very peanutish head shape. Uh, let me get over here to the. I wanted to zoom in on the picture, like open the image in a new tab. Like it's a. I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but the the it's not a it's not a normal shaped head, really. It, right? Like, I mean, it's it's got a few. It kind of looks like 290 in a way, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of potholes, and that's me. That's not nice, Barry. We don't talk about people's appearance like that. It looks like an asteroid a little bit. No, this. Okay. We're not going to turn this into the roast of Jack Easterby's head. That's not going to. We already did that. Uh, But anyways, so this was the whole article that they wrote, which is pretty damning. Now stick with me here for a little while because I think this is important. And so they wrote, Battle Red blog wrote, despite the mountain of evidence that Jack Easterby has negatively impacted the Houston Texans, uh, the team president and de facto owner Kyle McNair is still drinking the Easterby flavored Kool-Aid. So Stephanie Stradley said, the best I understand there is, uh, there is hurt internally that insiders, outsiders don't see Jack Easterby as a football person. He's not a football person. It said that people should ignore everything weirder against their football sensibilities and trust them because Belichick did without context of our own experiences. And then they went on to point out that Belichick said, quote, Jack's not a personnel person. No. Uh, It says when Easterby arrived on the scene, the Houston Texans were a perennial AFC South champ. Since Easterby's arrival, many key players have left the team. With their leaving, having direct connections to Easterby. And then they go on to list the names. Star players who have left the Texans since Jack Easterby arrived. DeAndre Hopkins, Jadavian Clowney, Tyron Matthew, Will Fuller, DJ Reader, Kareem Jackson, Deshaun Watson, technically still on the team, Whitney Merciless, Bernardrick McKinney, J.J. Watt, Justin Reed. <laughs> Leaving the team in 3-2. Houston Texans coaches and uh, staff. Who have left the team since Easterby, uh, since the Easterby effect kicked in? Amy Palsett, who was the VP of Communications, highly regarded. Also somewhat liberal, we've talked about. Andre Johnson, uh, who was an advisor to the head coach. Jamie Root, the team president, and uh, Brian Cushing, an assistant coach. Adam Schefter even talked about it in this tweet right here. Texans fired VP of Communications Amy Palczek, telling her she no longer has a was a cultural fit. Per sources, Palczek was the first and only woman to have full PR responsibilities for an NFL team. She's the winner of the twenty seventeen Roselle Award for the best PR staff. She's widely respected. Andre Johnson, you know that tweet by now. Star players who have joined the Texans since Jack Easterby arrived: Brandon Cooks and Laramie Tunsil. And both were via trades Texans coaches and staff who have joined the team since the Easterby effect kicked in David Cully. Lovey Smith. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, it says, looking at these two lists from both sides, it's hard to understand why anyone would believe that Easterby is improving the Texans. I mean, what player doesn't dream of playing for tens of thousands of empty seats and this was Nick Scurfield who tweeted out a picture of the thing. And then Stephanie Stradley had this tweet, which it says this was on November 28th. So this was the last game that they played here in town against the Jets. This is pretty damning, folks. Pay attention to this if you're watching. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it, but pay attention. There's no real sound to it. But it says Platinum Lot Texans, November 28th, 10 o'clock a.m. This is what happens when ownership cares more about Easterby than everyone else. Take a look at this. So she's panning around, for those of you on Podbean or listening on the podcast later that aren't, aren't looking live. You're looking live, folks. There's literally no line to get in at 10 a.m. before a Texans home game. The parking lot is basically empty. It, it looks like a Best Buy parking lot at 9 a.m. I mean, this is bad. These lots used to be packed wall-to-wall, couldn't walk anywhere, couldn't go anywhere. There's a... That's ironic. So yeah, so that was Battle Red Blog. Zoom out. That was Battle Red blog. Basically pointing out why Jack why and how Jack Easterby has ruined the Houston Texans. Uh Cece, thank you for the super chat, sweetie. She said, here in the big easy, being big and easy. <laughs> Go, cowboys. <laughs> oh, Cece, you are too goddamn funny, I swear to God. Uh love you, sweetheart. Be safe out there. Be careful out there, Cece. People get crazy in New Orleans. Crazy. Like in a good way. Like not, I mean, I. it used to be the murder, cap, murder capital of the world at one point, but now they're just crazy. They're nutty. So be careful. Please. All right. Let's get to a break. I'm going to have Kelly Eco joining me at three o'clock. We're going to talk some NBA, some Rockets. Uh, find out what's going on with this team. You know, two big injuries last night, and they still get a win. A fun game to watch if you watched it. If you didn't, you kind of missed a good basketball game, even with a bunch of a bunch of scrubbish. No, nah, it's not fair. They're just young. I wouldn't say scrubs. Well, what's up, homie? So smoking good. Bullhorn tailgaters have been a loyal tailgate group since day one. We haven't tailgated a game yet this season. That is so telling. That is so telling. Telling you guys, Rob does a fantastic job. I've actually, I've actually, I think I did. Oh God, how many years ago was that? Rob, Rob invited me out to do some comedy at one of his, uh, I think it was at the rodeo. They had a tent, but Rob has been very active with the bullhorn tailgaters and, and tailgating. They haven't done one this year. I mean, seriously. And this is a big deal for them. That says a shit ton, a shit ton. About what this organization is doing. It really does. My wedding is a year from today. In New Orleans. Let's go Justin. Pink. What's up girl. Pink Valkyrie said. uh, Sad Texans are are known to have some of the best tailgating experiences in the league. Well you saw it. That was 10 a.m. 10 a.m. That place is usually packed. At 10 a.m. Yes that is Rob Arrocha. I said that right Rob. I'm sorry if I didn't. Uh, y'all see the video of the kid getting sucker punched after a basketball game in the good game line. I did see that. I did see that. I kind of wanted to do a film session because it, it was a good right hook, man. Really good right hook. Uh, Jose said, Tyron Matthew was a Texan. Hmm, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He sure was. Uh, <laughs> all right. Jose. Uh, wait, what happened? Okay yeah jose stick around everybody stick around we're gonna take a quick break not not a full five minutes just gonna go to three o'clock so maybe a four minute break i'm gonna go pee real fast uh maybe get a get a a refill on the diet coke you do the same all right stick around through the break i know you a lot of you guys if there's not activity on the screen you leave don't be a raggedy bitch and leave um what's going on over here on the facebook's i don't think anything All right, so we'll be back right after this. This is Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Laminek. Stick around through the break. More right after this, including Kelly Eco talking rockets. Stick around.
1: You like your new tie <laughs> it makes you look very handsome <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Do you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Hey, don't run from the Lord! Y'all gonna have to wait a minute. I'm
0: talking to my big dog.
1: i throw shit at Kevin. Who's Kevin? Kevin! <laughs> Holy f! Don't oh my god! Don't taste it, don't taste it. Is that it. Jeff? The hot cop? eat that that thank you one baby
0: spots me filming his walk totally changes
1: two mr cool see yo oh, yeah. you know, you learn, you go. the you boy <laughs>
0: Don't flood the house. Oh, my God. Hey, Cookie, no. No, Cookie, you're going to (coughs) drown. No. Come here. No. Stop. No. Get out of the back. Hey, welcome back to hour number two of Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry on Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't, well, you you know, you're going to miss a great hour number two full of fun and sports. I hope a uh, question for you guys on the Podbean app. Could you hear the break video? That's the big catch here because in the past when we did live on Podbean, just the audio version of the show, uh, we couldn't, you guys couldn't hear the break video. So I'm curious if you're listening over on Podbean and there are, there are seven of you, including the Jay Rizzle. Keith said, I heard it. Okay, good. Thank you, Keith. So that's. I know it's not the same if we're doing a video, uh, but that's good that you heard it. I, 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 uh, I'm I glad for that. So uh, as I promised you, thank you, Jay Rizzle. As I promised you, I'm excited about this because, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. But joining me on the program right now, I know he's a busy, busy man, and uh, it's always hard to link up. But we're lucky to get him when we get him. And joining me on the program right now from The Athletic, Kelly Eco uh to talk all things rockets and nba kelly what's up homie
1: yeah what's good man as you can see i'm in the car my bad about to to pull over real quick (laughs) where where are you headed to where are you headed from um i on watch time right now i'm about to go finish some stuff up for the week um yeah, but as you can see, you know, things are looking up for those guys now. So Man. it's kind of going to put out content. I was going to say, now,
0: so. it's got to be more fun to write articles when they're winning. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, you, you have a job yeah. to do either way. But I heard last night after the game, I watched the game, the first full Rockets game I've watched. And only reason I watched it, Kelly, not because they had won three in a row. It was just nothing else on TV. Let's be honest. I was just like, right. there's no football. There's no, like, literally nothing. I was like, I'm just going to put the Rockets on. And then I started watching. I was like. Okay, go off, Jayshon. Go on ahead. And then Christian Wood goes out. Kevin Porter Jr. goes out. And I was like, oh, this is going to really suck. That was a fun yeah. game to watch. If they lose 15 in a row, as long as they play like that, I think fans will enjoy this team.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's been people's biggest grab about this team is even though, you know, they were expected to lose, they were expected to, you know, be in that tough rebuilding phase. They kind of looked hapless, and no one wants to watch that, especially for 82 games in a year. The NBA season is long enough as it is, um, but fans they want to get behind a team that has promise, that shows signs of growth and improvement. And early on in the season, there weren't any of that. You know, you only saw that in very small uh, bursts. But recently, you know, they've turned things around. It looks like they're playing for Silas. They're playing for each other. The mood is much better. The energy is much better. The offense is, you know, much better. Everything looks better, and, and as a result, they've won four games in a row, and they could win more. They, they have Orlando tomorrow, Then, New the Orleans after that, right? We'll see what happens. Yeah, but then like they have a big homestand coming up, so um, I think the biggest thing from from an outside perspective is that they look different. And different is always good for a rebuilding team.
0: Well, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room then, Kelly. They look different, but what's the difference in this team right now? The fact that
1: um, think, Well, well the main difference is the main difference is the spacing has been improved. Uh, the dual big lineup is no more. Dale Tyson, Christian Wood was simply not working. You look at all the on-off numbers. with at, at the four versus at the five. He's much more effective, much more dangerous at the five. Uh, Tice is better served coming off the bench, anchoring that second unit. Um, he's just not a good enough floor spacer to dictate um, playing him alongside another big. Um, now you're seeing improved play from Kevin Porter Jr. You're seeing a more aggressive Christian Wood. Even though Jalen Green has been injured, you're seeing other guys pick up the slack. Armani Brooks and Garrison Matthews have come in space spaced the floor, being some effective mobile shooters. You're seeing Jayson Tate being effective as a post playmaker, two-way force. Alper and Shankoon still being an offensive hub, a creative guy, able to get guys going, uh, different things. And, and these guys are more they, – they seem like they want to play harder. I think effort was the big thing too. You know, anytime you're a team that's almost dead-lasting, transition defense and turnovers, that's all effort.
0: And, and, um, and so I feel like sometimes effort is and, coaching. Would you disagree or agree?
1: Well, you can only – because a coach can't play in the game, you can only lead them to that point. You know, you can do all the right things, but if someone's not gonna get back, they're not gonna get back. Um, you can't really do anything about that. Um, so coaching is more execution wise, you know, the turnovers and, and the play calls and sets like that, the rotations, that's all coaching, but everything else is mental, that's all on the players. So um, you're seeing them clean things up on both sides of the ball, and that starts with the coach and it trickles down to the players and it speaks to the entire culture of, of the environment.
0: So you mentioned not running too bigs and, and all the other changes that they made, but I just find it to be oddly coincidental that in the game where Jalen Green goes down, plays 11 minutes versus the Bulls, they haven't lost since he's left the lineup. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means anything. I'm certainly not suggesting that Jalen Green was the problem and the reason they lost 15 games in a row, but somebody made yeah. the point in the chat yesterday that, they said that the ball hasn't been as sticky, that there's been more opportunities, that there's been a different um, mindset offensively for this team. Is there any, like not even uh, 100%, but is there any uh, amount of correlation between Jalen Green going out
1: and this Rockets offense looking a lot different? I don't think so because Jalen Green, by nature, is not a selfish player. Uh, If anything, he was too timid um, before going down. You know, that game, the Bulls game, he actually kind of looked more the aggressive that people want to see Mm -hmm. from him in terms of kind of learning and developing. He's actually deferred a bit too much uh, to his other teammates on the floor, Kevin Porter, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon. So that was the biggest grab against him. So I think it was more so the spacing that made it harder for him to operate. You know, trying to learn to play while the space is clogged, is limited. is not easy at all. It's not ideal for a young player. So I do think... The, that game, you were you were going to see how good that team could have been, you know, with Wood at the five and Green and Porter playing off of him and spacing the floor and being able to attack different lanes, stuff like that. So I don't think him going out had anything to do with them winning. It's just a, it's just a weird coincidence.
0: Okay, well, I mean it is oddly coincidental, um, but it happened to coincide with them getting an easy stretch. Not easy stretch, but playing teams that aren't aren't the upper echelon. Uh, quick question for you from Alex Villanueva in the chat. Uh, by the way, Kelly Eco of The Athletic joining me talking all things Houston Rockets and NBA. Alex Villanueva said, Kelly, what do you think of the kid from Duke? Uh, what's his name? Paola? Pa- pa- I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Paula Banchero? Yeah. He said, future rocket or will I, he be I, the number one pick? I think
1: he's a missing piece that they need. I think so. I think when, you know, whenever you look at the future, you think of front court. Um, if they if they, if they if they hope that they have their backcourt settled some, you want to look towards bringing in a frontcourt player, a dynamic frontcourt front player, Paolo Banchero. It's been early, but he looks to be that guy. Um, 6'10", 230, 235, lanky, can stroke it, can score all three levels on the floor. He can get to any spot on the floor he wants to over there. Um, it's been a real joy to see, um, but he looks like a real deal now him chet Jaden, ivy like those are three guys that i like really coming out right now but if i was to pick a guy i would pick Paolo just because i think he has the body right now he has the swagger he has the toolbox everything to get it done right now so i would go Paolo.
0: would he go is he is he right now uh a number one pick
1: or or is he i think so i think i think so Uh, So, it's, it's pretty close i want to say anything's definite i think it's pretty it's pretty close with him, Jaden Ivey, and Chet Holmgren, I think um, any one of those guys can make a case for going number one overall, honestly. Um, that's how close it is. And it's good to have that now because when you start to separate teams at the end of the year, you want to see, um, just like we had last year, you know, you saw Cade, you saw Jalen Green, you saw Evan Mobley, three guys that could have their claim for the number one pick. Um, and as you've seen them playing this year, all three of them, any one of them could have gone number one overall. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's good to have an, an another class coming in with three guys that that can make a claim for that. All
0: right. One more question before I let you go because I know you're a busy man. You had to pull over on the side of the road. Best team in the NBA right now: Golden State
1: or Phoenix? Phoenix. They just they just get it done. They just get it done. They can, they can beat you playing fast. They can beat you playing slow. They can switch everything. They can go zone. They can be aggressive. They can blitz. Chris Paul is, is as steady as a point guard as I've ever seen in my life. Um, Devin Booker, all those guys, they're fully bought into the system. Monty has those guys finding all cylinders. I don't see it guess, in their game. Uh, m- maybe you want to go f- physicality, but their they're finesse is so... Crazy that they can get by with anything. They've won seventeen in a row for a reason. Teams just don't do that. You don't just pull off a seventeen game win streak crazy. out of your ass. Like it, just, it, it takes a lot of a lot of coaching, a lot of mentality, a lot of buying, and a lot of a lot of talent. Yeah, I think those guys have it in droves. Remember
0: when uh, Chris Paul was left for dead <laughs> when he got shipped to OKC? Everybody was like, "Well, Jesus. he'll
1: just play out his. If, 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 if they if they can have one if they can have one back, uh, that's, yeah." Yeah, holy! You know the story.
0: Hey, that is Kelly Eco of the Athletic. Follow him on Instagram at Kelly Eco NBA. Correct. Yeah, oh, I was supposed to put that on the screen. I didn't do that. I gotta, I gotta make
1: a note. I gotta Uh, get your IG on the screen
0: at Kelly Eco NBA.
1: At least you got the black, the black ball in the background. That's right. You're the only
0: one. That's like that. That was the first graphic I ever made for this show, Kelly. Hey, that is Kelly Eco, homie. I appreciate you talking rockets and NBA, man. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you follow him, man. He is a absolute great follow. Uh, zoom out on uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and whatnot. If you're an NBA guy, if you're a Rockets fan, need to be following uh Alex. Uh, Alex, you need to be following Kelly Eco. Alex had a question, uh, and when he asked it, Walt said that guy loses seven pounds per game at Duke. He's healthy. His health is too risky. And he, that's I did see something about that, right? Like this dude sweats so much he loses seven pounds a game that's pretty wild ah look at jose jose checking in son 17 in a row baby all right calm down just because you got the best team in football and the best team in basketball what are the diamondbacks doing huh jose (laughs) just kidding man um white Magic said exactly Walt, he's getting ivs in the locker room for cramps every game is that true holy shit that dude's got to get his fluid situation nailed down. Wow, IVs every game—that's pretty wild. Alex, Alex Villanueva said Walt saw the game where he cramped up in the second half. Got to stay hydrated or something. Yeah, listen, this is a reason why water, water people, water boys. It's a reason why hydration experts make fifty-three k a year in the NFL. It's important. Uh, Joe Pro said, I heard that too. Well, if I, if I play six games in a row at that rate, um, I'll be right back in shape. Yeah, there you go. All right. My, my, my appreciation and thanks to Kelly Eco for joining us. Had to get some Rockets talk in four in a row. Uh, your Rockets have won. I asked him his thoughts and the reason I asked him his thoughts, I wanted to get his thoughts in before we did this, but we got some NBA power rankings. I wanted to show you guys just if you haven't been keeping up and a lot of you haven't and And I'm not mad at that. I don't watch a lot of basketball I've watched I mean I and maybe watched a half here and there of the Rockets and it was so bad it was unwatchable at full strength last night was a fun game when you saw Mario Ellie and Clyde uh or excuse me Calvin Murphy so excited after the game you knew that was a big win that might be a a good um I mean, it was a good win for the team. You heard, I think I don't forget, I forget who it was, but somebody went up to Jay Sean Tate afterwards, thirty-two point game, and they told him, "You're a dog, like you're a dog." And he was. He played like a dog. He played big, uh, getting to the rack. Like it was, it was, a, it was a fun game to watch. If the if they could put to, uh, put and turn in performances like that every night, win or lose, I'd watch Rockets basketball all the time. But gonna have to do better than than what they did the first you know, 15 plus games of the season. Um, <laughs> my imagine getting these Pedialyte on the other on side. He needs, a, he needs an inch of water every day. He's like the grass. Very good, very good. All right, here's your, uh, zoom out. Here is your NBA power rankings, according to ESPN at least. They've got the Warriors one at 18 and two. And they've got the Suns two at 17 and three. Fact of the matter is though, they just played each other. Phoenix beat the Warriors 104-96. to Didn't watch it. No idea. Um, But, I mean, head-to-head, you would think that that would move the needle enough in the power rankings? Not so. Chris Paul, 15 points, a plus 21 while on the floor, 11 assists. I mean, he does it all. He's an absolute stud, man. An absolute stud. Uh, so there's your Warriors 1, Suns 2, the Brooklyn Nets are 3, the Milwaukee Bucks are 4, the Miami Heat are 5, Utah Jazz are 6, the Bulls are 7, Washington Wizards are 8, Dallas Mavericks are 9, and the Charlotte Hornets are 10, just keep going here, Clippers are 11, Sixers are 12, Hawks 13, Knicks 14, Blazers 15, the spicy nugs, you'd have thought that, boy, they, they've kind of fell off a little bit here. Uh, nuggets are 16, Celtics are 17, Lakers are 18. What? What? Exactly. The quote was, I mean, it ranks right at the top with any other challenge I've had in my career, LeBron says, of the Lakers season after Sunday's win over Detroit, which actually brings out the best in me. I love that. Well, we're going to find out, LeBron. Stop throwing pe- people out of the game. Uh, Timberwolves 19, Cavs 20, Grizzlies 21, Pacers 22, Raptors 23, Kings 24, Thunder 25, Spurs 26, Pistons 27, Pelicans 28, Magic 29, and the lowly Houston Rockets are at 30. Now, the Rockets are going to mess around, zoom out, cost themselves some ping pong balls if they don't get their shit together. I want you to play good, Rockets, but I don't need you to win. All right, this is the NBA. Even more so than in the NFL or anywhere else, the number one pick matters so much. I'm going to need you to get that number one pick, okay? Um, White Magic said the Suns can't beat the Warriors in a seven-game series, and that's all that matters. I don't know about that. Uh Suns played Golden State on Christmas again. That should be good. Now, that will be good. And and then it's a great way to kick off the NBA season. Y'all remember when James Harden was a thing? Huh? I never heard of it. My favorite line from the movie. Um Red Dawn. I never heard of it. Uh so there's your there is your oops. There's your NBA Power Rankings. Uh there was one other thing. Oh, this is what I wanted to get to. <laughs> Matt Pochet. Who? By the way, nobody okay, good. Katie, I was I was hoping you guys could hear I didn't want to interrupt him during the interview, but I was hoping you guys could hear Kelly's interview on Podbean. If you could hear his interview on Podbean, if you heard the break video, that means that means that I have resolved the uh the issues. And from now on, we'll be live on Podbean every day. So that will be another option for you guys um, on uh, to listen to the show. So I'm going to tweet it out live audio only version of Barry on deck here. Cool. So it's working. So staying up till four in the morning. To make that happen was a good thing. Oh, also, by the way, I wanted to share with you guys. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll do it in hour number three. I don't want to I do not want to do this here. I want to talk some sports and some non-sports. We've got some other things to get to. But uh, it involves the logo change that we talked about. Um, I did some designs just messing around. And then I found some ideas that I sent to the logo designer that I've uh, hired uh, to possibly do a redesign of the logo. So uh, I'll share all that with you in hour number three. By the way, don't forget... It is a three-hour Thursday. There will be a third hour of Barry on deck. Uh, I'm going to laser my uh, Widow's Peak live on the air. I don't know how this is going to go. I've never used this stuff before. I don't know if I'm going to electrocute myself or not, Uh, but we'll do that in hour number three. We'll talk about the logo a little bit and, uh, of course, some other things that I have planned for you. Um, And if you want, if, if if you are not a member or you don't know uh, how to become a member and get that hour number three, just go to patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck. You sign up, you support the show. It's super easy to do. Patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck is the only way to be able to get the third hour of the show on Thursday. And if you have already canceled, you won't be able to, to watch them. Unfortunately, if your card was declined, you're not going to be able to watch. I got my cat eye on you. If you somehow get you, someone sneaks you the link, Jen and I know that's for the Patreon members only. Uh, so that'll be fun. We'll we'll have a good time there as well. Um, Matt said, I thought you had that laser professionally. Well, no, Matt, I, I did. It started it. And then the pandemic hit. I had gone to like two sessions. And then the pandemic hit. And then I got laid off and wasn't gonna keep paying, and I couldn't even go like you they wouldn't even let you they closed down and then when it came back up, I was like, "What's well, too expensive to keep paying to go um and so Nora f- found one of the at home laser kits so that she could use on her like arms and legs and stuff, and uh I was like, you know what? use that bad boy on this widow's peak, so we're I haven't even used it yet, so we're gonna we're gonna try it." Um Fidel said good. I haven't missed anything yet. Nope, nope. Nope, you haven't. Barry has conquered the bean. I feel like I have. <laughs> Steven the weather guy said, I hope you didn't get this on DH Gate. No, no, this was a legitimate purchase from uh from, from Amazon. A legitimate purchase. I thought the NBA season started at Christmas. It does. It does. It absolutely does. It does. Uh, all right. So smoking gooder. Uh, did you see the laser kit on those side patches? Okay, the roast is over, asshole. The roast is over. Okay, get out of here. I uh, wanted to talk a little NBA. Excuse me, NFL strength of schedule. Somebody posted this on the Discord. Which also, by the way, if you're not a member of the Discord, then you miss all the good fun talk. Want to join the Discord? Patreon.com forward slash Barry on Deck. Super easy to sign up. There's two tiers for you. There is the uh, big deckhead tier and the huge deckhead tier, $5, $10. You get swag. You get access to the Discord, fantasy football league stuff, fantasy sports stuff. Like, we're giving away $800 in cash and prizes courtesy of Dan Seafood and Wings. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a ton of reasons, a ton of reasons to be a member of the Discord. What's up, Jesus? Good to see you, homie. Uh, none none, none more important than it keeps this show going. Okay? That's just a fact. If you like what we do in the community, talking sports, having fun, go join the page. Up. For $60 a year, you too can sponsor a fledgling YouTube fuckface. All right. Uh, and if you sign up for the year, you get a 10% discount. And so that's an option too. Uh, yeah, KD said you're welcome. Yeah, that was a good, good article, producer KD. So it was talking strength of schedule. It was talking strength of schedule. And who has the toughest and easiest schedules down the stretch? Might surprise you a little bit here. Uh hold on. I'm gonna change something here. To, I'm gonna put my face on here. I'm gonna go right there. Boom. Oh, that's that's very large. That's that's a little much. Let's there we go. That's better. I need to change this one, too. Uh, So. But the reason I think this is important is, you know, there is some there is some there are there are some folks who are um, in the playoff hunt. And I think it's going to surprise you. Some of these these teams, it'll make sense when you see it. Uh, Let's just take a look. Here we go. Uh, So first one up is zoom out. These are the 10 toughest schedules. (laughs) Steven beat me to it. Zoom out. <laughs> that's funny. Hartov said, order a laser kit from DHK got a laser disc. All right, here's your 10 toughest schedules left in the NFL for the season. The Browns have the toughest schedule. Sorry, Jen. The lowly Cleveland Browns, who are currently 35-21. Or maybe that's the remaining schedule. They're 35-20 and one. 634 winning percentage for the teams that they have left. The Steelers are facing a 618 winning percentage. Panthers have the third toughest schedule. Ravens, the fourth. Bengals, the fifth. Hmm. Interesting. Top five. Three of these teams are in the same division. Uh, So while it sucks. While it sucks. At the same time, oh, the Steelers, yeah, all four. Browns, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. Four of the top five. Same division. And then I think you're going to notice that other trend here in just a second. So Panthers are three with a 600. Uh, Chiefs have the sixth toughest schedule down the stretch. Lions the seventh. Bills the eighth. This is important. Raiders the ninth and the Bears the tenth. The Bills fighting for not only control of the division, but but also the number one seed in the AFC. So they've got a tough road to hoe uh, with the eighth toughest schedule down the stretch. What up, Justin Kelm? Good to see you over there in the chat, buddy. Thanks for being here. Now let's take a look at the 10 easiest schedules down the stretch. Zoom different. There we go. I don't know. There's no out in or whatever. Jets and Giants are tied for the 10th easiest schedule. Falcons have the ninth easiest schedule. Texans have the eighth Vikings, the seventh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who already didn't need an easy schedule, but now they've got the sixth easiest Eagles have the fifth Seahawks have the fourth Packers have the third Cardinals have the second easiest schedule and the Titans Got a lot of division games left. Hey, look at that. Uh, A Facebook message popped up. Let's go Texans. So the Titans have the easiest schedule. So why is this important? So we talked a little bit about the fact that Browns, Panthers, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, or excuse me, Browns, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, all in the same division. Plus you got the Bills fighting for the division in the AFC number one seed with the eighth toughest schedule. But over here, You've got the Bucks, the Packers, and the Cardinals. Three, the three best, uh, the three best teams in the NFC right now. Sorry, Cowboys. Don't take it personal. Y'all know I love you. Packers are nine and three. Bucks are eight and three. Cardinals are nine and two. So Jose understands this. He's a Cardinals fan. He's our resident Cardinals. Do we have any other Cardinals fans in the chat besides Jose? There he is right there. Um, uh, but all of those teams will be uh, probably I mean well, number one it means that they're probably going to win their division having the easiest schedule down the stretch number two it's going to be interesting to see who ends up becoming the number one seed because this is a seeding thing in the NFC so Cardinals right now have the second easiest schedule down the stretch they're also nine and two Packers have the third easiest, I mean, slightly off. Packers are nine and three. And then Tampa Bay has the, what did I say? The sixth easiest schedule. It's going to be really, really interesting, man. So Katie, thanks for finding that because that's, that's the, that's, um that has a lot of playoff implications. Oh, I imagine I'm a Cardinals fan. Okay. I didn't realize you're a Cardinals fan. Uh, somebody has to win the North, I guess. Yeah. Cowboys are definitely in the top 10, but they play, uh, but they play has not been top five worthy. You're talking about just, oh, of the teams. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I still believe in the Cowboys. I don't know what's wrong with them, but I still believe them. Fidel's a Packer fan this season. Oh, you should have chose better. I don't know if I would have chose the Packers to be a, a team that I would root for this season. Certainly not a Chiefs bandwagon, lifelong fan. Either. Uh pretty interesting there though. All right, so 3 30, bottom of the hour. Good. We have time to do these. I uh hot stove Okay, cool. A website out there. So Christmas around the corner. And we all know the 12 days of Christmas. No, I didn't. Did you talk A B suspension? I did see that in the chat. I'm, I meant to bring that up. Uh I'm glad you brought that up. We'll we'll table that for just a second here. Let me uh let me pull up a fact based article. I don't want to just spew nonsense and bullshit here. Zoom out. So here you go. If you missed it, uh Tampa Bay Bucks wide receiver Antonio Brown suspended three games for the COVID nineteen violation. It's not that he had a violation per se, but he's been suspended three games. The league and players union found that Brown was among three players. Oh, wow. That's weird. Uh, Three players to misrepresent their vaccination status. A former live-in chef of Brown said earlier this month, the Browns had obtained a fake COVID-19 card over the summer. And then we saw the text messages and it seemed a little wonky, a little wishy-washy, like it could have gone either way. Maybe. In a court of law, you could see him maybe having the case thrown out. The NFL isn't a court of law. Uh, it says, also suspended for three games were Bucks backup safety Mike Edwards and free agent wide receiver John Franklin III. Oh, no, a free agent was suspended for three games? The Bucks waived in August. All three players accepted their discipline and will not appeal, according to the NFL. Yeah, Crystal said, and what happened to Rodgers? So Rodgers didn't fake his... His, he just said, I'm immunized. And I guess he thinks ivermectin immunized him or he had antibodies or something like that. So his was really more about being slick with his words. Antonio Brown just straight up ass lied about it. And said he got vaccinated. Can you believe, by the way, can we just can we all just acknowledge for a half a second that this is even a topic of discussion? What a weird world we live in we're actually having discussions about vaccination cards and fraud of vaccination cards. I I don't want to get into the political side of this, but it's amazing how all of a sudden there are vast amounts of people who don't trust science. Don't believe in science. Don't believe in medicine until they get cancer or they get really, really sick. And then they believe in science and medicine. It's just, if it doesn't align politically with maybe some stuff. It becomes a little less important. It just amazes me. It's not like vaccines are a new science, by the way. Polio. Shingles. Flu. Flu. No one thinks twice about getting a flu shot. I don't know why this is different. I digress. But this is this is sports, these are now sports conversations. People are faking, not immunizing themselves against a disease or a or a virus that could kill them. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make this political, but that blows my mind. That blows my mind. All right, uh back to it. Zoom out. So he faked it. Uh, Amos said they both lied, though. No, I mean, look, we'll we'll agree to disagree, Amos, because I think in Rogers' case, it was very, uh, oh, man, this sounds so political, and I don't mean it this way, but it was very Donald Trump-ish. Let me explain before you all freak out. What's up, Ray? Let me explain what I mean before you all freak out. Donald Trump notorious for saying something that you kind of know what he meant, but he gives himself an out. And that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers did. Nope. Shut up, Chris. I'm not, I'm not, this is exactly what Aaron Rodgers did. Okay. Rogers said, I'm immunized. That could mean a lot. He didn't say I got the COVID-19 vaccine. They said, are you vaccinated? And he said, I'm immunized. If you get COVID and have antibodies, you are immunized from COVID for three to six months. If you believe ivermectin is the thing that can fight off and ward off the virus and that's what you're taking, then you believe you're immunized. he did take advice from Joe Rogan. As did Dana White. Did you guys see that Dana White got COVID-19 said he relied on Joe Rogan to help him fight it. This is the other thing. It's like I think too if we're going to if we're going to talk about one side of the aisle and how how do you not believe in science? On the other side of the aisle, we we when Joe Rogan says, "Hey, well, you know, This is, I think these are the things you could do to fight off this virus. And we're all like, what a moron. What a what an absolute idiot. By the way, uh, give me some emergency and I'll fight a cold and the flu. Or there's that other, I don't know, there's all this other shit that you can take over the counter and and drugs to fight a cold and the flu. And it's just like there's, there's, there's this, this two sides thing to it. Um, so Terrence says that, no, that means you have some immunity. Uh, white magic said not telling the truth is lying point blank period. Not if you manipulate your words, not if you manipulate your words. Um, yeah, There. no, that's not my worst take ever. How do you not understand that? This is real simple. AB lied. AB flat out lied and said he was vaccinated because he had a card made that said so. He showed a card that said, I'm vaccinated, and the card was fake. It was falsified. Someone asked Aaron Rodgers, has he been vaccinated? And his answer was, I'm immunized. And in his mind, either having had COVID or taking ivermectin or whatever the fuck concoction he he took makes him think he's immunized, that's not a lie. If if you tell me, White Magic, you're the greatest basketball player uh, in downtown Houston, if you believe that, that's not a lie. If you believe it. All right, that sounds flimsy. The point is, there's a big difference between producing a fake vaccine card and thinking you're immunized because you've had it or you take ivermectin and that's what you tell people. That's his out. That was his out. Am I justifying it or telling you it's right or wrong? No. I'm telling you that's the difference in why Antonio Brown is suspended. And Aaron Rodgers isn't because Aaron Rodgers didn't fake a vaccine card. He just said, I mean, I had it. I figured I was immunized. Figured I was, I had the antibodies can't get it. That means I'm immunized. So don't think that I'm like agreeing with Aaron Rodgers. I, I understand what. I understand he's smarter than that, Paul. I'm not I'm not trying to defend Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling you the difference in the technicalities as to why, why Antonio Brown is suspended and Aaron Rodgers isn't. Aaron Rodgers didn't produce a vaccine card when he was asked the question and say, yeah, right here, got my shots. And later to find out that he hadn't, he just made a statement. Yeah, I'm immunized. That could mean anything. That's a very Trump-ish type statement. It's a very broad statement elusive, vague statement that could mean anything. Well, what'd you mean by that? Well, I took ivermectin. I figured that immunized me. Oh, well, that's not, that's not how science works. Oh, yeah, but that's what I thought. So when I answered it, that's what I thought. Okay. Or I had it. So I thought you had antibodies forever. Cause a lot of you dumbasses will think, well, not you, but in general, a lot of dumbasses will think, well, once I have it, I can't get it again. That's also not how science works. Three months. And you can still get it again. You just won't die from it. So, I'm not defending it. I want want you guys to understand in the chat that I'm not defending what he did. I'm telling you the difference as to why he's not suspended and Antonio Brown is. And the other two guys, they got suspended. Mike Edwards and whoever the fuck John Franklin III is. Amos said, I think he's suspended because fake cards are against the law. Aaron Rodgers didn't break a law. He didn't falsify a document, a government document. He's just like, yeah, it made me nice. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm tall to a baby. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I believe I'm six five. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. Now, this is this might be your dumbest take. Aaron Rodgers isn't suspended because he's white and he's a quarterback. That's the facts of the case. That's not it at all. And I think you know me well enough to know that I love me a good race theory that disparages white people I'm all in that ain't it that ain't it at all his fiance is weird who uh yeah both are deceitful that is true (laughs) but being deceitful isn't against any NFL rules what 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 uh I don't know who his fiance is um it depends on the definition of is. Is shut up, total Dallas. Uh, Joe Bro said, it "Doesn't hurt that Rogers is a star QB. NFL needs those eyeballs on TVs." Um, I don't think that. Uh, I, I I don't think that the that having the and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. If Aaron isn't following the protocols. Of an immunized or, or person, for example, and this was the trick, and this is what I brought up before. And again, I'm just trying to explain why he said what he said and why he's not suspended. But if you, it, it does. What doesn't make sense is if Aaron Rodgers was told the NFL, "I have had my shot, so I don't need to follow the unvaccinated protocols," then that's a suspendable offense. But if he said I'm immunized and followed the protocols for non-vaccinated players, you really can't do anything about it. Now, if he, again, if he says, oh, no, 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 I'm I'm good to go. Allow me to act like all of the other vaccinated players in the NFL. That's a problem. Because you really are running the risk of getting other players sick and spreading it even worse than if you were vaccinated. Causing people to miss games and money. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't think that the players and, and, and I well, specifically, I don't think the NFL wants anyone messing with their money. I don't care who you are. But if you're out here running the risk of getting an entire team and maybe a game canceled because you've said you're vaccinated and you're not, so you didn't follow the protocols for vaccinated players when you wear a mask and who you can be around and how long you have to take if you've been exposed and this, that, and the other. You're messing with the pocketbook and the bottom line of a billion-dollar organization. I don't give a shit who you are. Maybe Tom Brady. But I don't think the NFL's given Aaron Rodgers a break because of that. I think he got off on a technicality. That's just what I think. I mean, you guys can have your race theories or or whatever. I just think it's a reason for a long time and again, I don't mean to. this isn't a personal attack. These are just facts as seen through a moderate's eyes. Trump says stuff where he gets off on a technicality. When he would say inflammatory shit, the point he would make, he'd be like, ah, fuck. He's a little smarter than we gave him credit for. Um, Matt said, how did the Packers not follow up on what he did? You can't make him. That's the thing, Matt. That's the thing you guys are forgetting is this is all voluntary. You don't have to get vaccinated, but then you have to follow a certain set of rules. And I don't know what rules he has or has not been following. So I can't say, but the fact of the matter is. He very well may have said to internally to his, to the team. Listen, I didn't get a shot, but I'm taking Ivermectin. Or I've had it, so I've got the antibodies, and then they go, okay. But I haven't taken the shot, so you need to follow the proper protocols. Now, remember, too, folks, there is the whole HIPAA thing. Even if he's told them, they still can't share that information publicly. So they can't come forward and go, yeah, Aaron Rodgers isn't vaccinated. Can't share the info. Can't do it. Well, and Crystal, if that's true, if that's true, because who is they, first of all, but if that's true, then okay, let's look into it. And if he did violate those rules, then he absolutely should be suspended. But there's a lot of assumptions being made right now by a lot of folks in this chat and me. So I just want to know, did he, was he allowed to act like a non-vaccinated player and violate those rules and protocols that the NFL in, has in place. And if so, if so, he should be suspended. But if not, you can't suspend him just because he used, he used tricky language. He was out there saying words that didn't really mean what they meant, but he meant what they meant. Packers also want him to come back next year. I'm sure he has a long leash. That's a good point, Dave. Frank said Aaron Rodgers believes he was above the following the rules. <sighs> disagree, Frank. I disagree. I think what Aaron Rodgers believes is that this is a personal choice and the league and a team and everybody else doesn't get to tell him what he has to do with his body, right? Right. That's the the beautiful conundrum of this whole thing. My body, my choice, except abortion. You got one side of the aisle that's my body, my choice, and the other side of the aisle that's no, but then on this topic, we flip-flop. It's my body, my choice, but you have to do this to your body. That's the weird conundrum that we face in this country, right? The left is pro-choice. The right is not when it comes to abortion. But when it comes to vaccines... The right is pro-choice and the left is not. So Francisco said, doesn't HIPAA apply to medical staff only, not employers? Well, so according to my wife, the nurse, that it applies only to medical personnel. But your employer also cannot disclose your medical information without consent. I need to remind you of a certain radio station in town when a certain fat bearded radio host got COVID and gave it to half the station. But they couldn't tell anybody who it was because it would have violated his HIPAA rights as their employ as his employer or whatever the fuck it was. And they checked with their HR. So it's a weird. Yeah, it applies to everyone if you're working around a patient. So um so Amos said he was on the sideline impressors with no mask. That's a violation. Okay, I, I'm not gonna pretend that I know the rules. I could sit here and argue and say, well, but I don't I don't know all the protocols for the NFL. I never bothered to look it up because I didn't give a fuck. But what I'll say is, um, I do love a good conspiracy theory. And if this proves to be the case. I would be stunned, but but not sh- sh- shocked. I guess that that doesn't make sense. It would surprise me, but it wouldn't surprise me. Like I don't think that the I, it would surprise me because I don't think that the NFL wants to risk their product. Um, I don't think that the the NFL wants to risk their money. By allowing a few stars to get away with not getting immunized or vaccinated. So it would surprise me if they were in on a conspiracy to allow Aaron Rodgers to lie about being vaccinated and disobey the protocol rules that are in place to protect the players and the game and the money being made. Yes, that would surprise me. But also... Would it surprise me if what White Magic said and Joe Pro said was the truth and that they led a, well, we got this quarterback over here and he's, maybe he's
1: white. No, at the
0: end of the day, that wouldn't surprise me. I just don't believe that's the case. Um, What is this? He's choice not to follow the rules, right? Uh, but again, Frank, I don't know what the rules are I don't know what the rules are Abortion is not a matter of public health Says Shelby No, it applies to everyone if you're working a patient You aren't that fat I don't know what that means Why did you just randomly tell me I'm not that fat I don't know what that means uh, Thank you for the clarification uh, Frank, you're right Oh, Barry had it out for you What? What? Oh, all Franks Because <laughs> <laughs> I used Frank when I do uh, act outs would love to hear our senior conspiracy theorists thoughts on this. Oh, John Wesley. Yeah, right. So does that apply to Francisco's as well? Um, the schools can't tell us who had COVID, but they can inform us that someone has it. A certain station didn't inform coworkers that anyone was infected as far as I know, but I know nothing. Yeah, that's not that's not true. Um, you have to tell people it, well you don't have to but you, you tell people if they've been exposed but you don't say by who so and again I wasn't there I'm just telling you what just telling you that he said she said that I was given about what went on at the station by by a bunch of people involved uh, so uh, what is this uh, oh we also have some breaking news zoom out Hold on here. Ah, what's going on? I thought this was the right one. Apparently, tis not. Oh, wow, that's a weird one. There we go. Nope, that ain't it. There we go. What? <laughs> Who's excited, Saints fans? Let's go. The New Orleans Saints, Taysom Hill, is going to start at quarterback versus the Dallas Cowboys. Alvin Kamara won't play. Who's excited? <laughs> Saints station. Yes! Woo! Hot damn! Hot damn! The guy you didn't have to go out and replace Drew Brees with because you already had him in house and chase him hill. All right. Let's set some over-unders here, folks. I'm going to write these down. I don't know why people do that. Damn, Justin Swifter said, "Cowboy's about to eat another big, fat, juicy L." Mm-hmm. Ah, sounds like a get right game to me, player. How many touchdowns does Taysom, Taysom How many touchdowns does Taysom Hill throw for? Actually, I wonder if this is on Bovada. I wonder if they've got prop bets for this. Log in. I'm going to say, okay, if I set touchdown passes at one and a half. Touchdown passes, chat. You taking the over or the under? Over and just passes, Justin Swinford, just passes. <laughs> Peyton was tired of Trevor taking six. Matt O'Shea took the under. Did you Did you take the under before I set the number? Maybe a smart man. D Mata says zero. KD says under. Crystal says under. Most people taking the under one and a half touchdown passes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go in here and see if there's prop bets. Um. Let's see. Well, I don't like that you guys could see my oh no, you can't. Alright. Yeah, yeah, you can. Oh well. I don't give a shit. Let's see here. God damn it.
1: There we go.
0: Uh zoom out. And if you see it, you see it. I don't give that much of a shit. Alright, so here's the prop bets. So I was looking for. Let's see. Do we have touchdown? Oh, here we go, here we go point every quarter. Taysom Hill plus 10. uh, Oh, these are requested specials. Taysom Hill and Dak Prescott plus one interception each. Oh, I like that. I like that. I just want to see Taysom Hill touchdown passes. Taysom Hill to have two plus passing touchdowns in each half is plus 4,000. Oh, no thanks, fam. No thanks on that. Uh, Plus seven total touchdowns. Frank said Hill throws three touchdowns to Dallas cornerbacks. Diggs might eat. Let's be real. Diggs might eat. Taysom Taysom Hill plus one plus rush receiving touchdown, 200 plus passing yards and 25 rushing yards. Mark Ingram, 40 rushing yards. Oh, that's interesting. What do you guys think about that? One plus, so he's got to get at least one rushing or receiving touchdown. 200 plus passing yards, 25 rushing yards, and Mark Ingram has to run for 40 yards. I'll tell you, the only thing that scares me, Paul said I'm like 10 minutes behind. Uh, the only thing that scares me here is the 200 passing yards. I don't know if Taysom Hill is going to throw for 200 yards. That would be the deal breaker for me. He might run or throw. Well, that's a receiving touchdown. but He might rush for a touchdown. I think that the likelihood of that is very high. He'll probably get 25 yards rushing too. And I think Mark Ingram will run for 40 plus yards. Especially with Alvin Kamara out. It's the two hundred passing yards that scares me, chat. I may have to, I may have to throw throw a dollar down, throw a unit on that bad boy. That's interesting, but I'm trying to find uh, points in every quarter. Wow, Taysom Hill and Dak Prescott, four hundred passing yards each. No way. Uh, all right, well I can't find it. I was trying to get some odds on it, but uh, it seems like the chat is very. Uh, it's not very bullish. Fidel said, "No, two hundred yards passing. Yeah, that's the that's the therein lies the rub." All right. Well, enjoy the football tonight. It's Taysom Hill versus Dak Prescott. <laughs> no Alvin Kamara. 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 You say potato. I say Kamara. Hey, thanks for listening on Podbean. Uh, truck driver Pookie said, "I'm scared of the vaccine, but boy, I'll pop a uh." Pers- a Percocet handlebar of a Viking and quick fasting in a jiffy. Uh, Ericerson says, Are you saying go and start the Cowboys defense tonight? That might not be the worst thing in the world. Cowboys defense might be a good, pretty good play. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you for being here. Good discussion on the Aaron Rodgers, Antonio. I like, I don't like when we all get along. That is boring as fuck. I like when the whole chat turns against me and it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then I have to defend myself and prove to everybody while they why they are dumb. I do, I like it when when we disagree. It's so boring if we're all like, yep, yeah, check, check, check. Alright, what do we do now? Hey, hour number three is just around the corner. Hour number three going down on the Patreon only stream. You gotta have the link, which means you gotta be on Patreon or you gotta be in the Discord which you can only get Discord to the Patreon. If you wanna know how to do that, go to patreon.com forward slash baron So I have time to sign up and get the link. I'll post it on there. I'm gonna zap the forehead live on the air. We'll see how that goes. I'll probably leave a big blister. Uh, we're also going to talk about The cost of the 12 days of Christmas Doing good deeds And a whole lot more Alright, right after this I'm going to get it set up I'll see you there Don't go anywhere If you're a Patreon member Check the check the, check the Patreon and Discord Alright, I love you guys I'll see you tomorrow Enjoy the football tonight Go, go Cal Saints Go New Boys we have a ton of Cowboys and Saints fans. I expect a lot of shit talking by one side or the other tomorrow in the chat. A ton. Don't forget programming note. 11 o'clock start time tomorrow. And daddy's going to Corpus. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow. Until then, do me three favors. Stay safe. Be kind. And most importantly...
1: YouTube video!